Blog Talk Radio. Aloha. Welcome to Talking Pictures. I'm your host, Paul Booth. Special afternoon edition. Well, morning. I guess it's afternoon. I don't know. Some people sleep in late. Some people get up early for no reason. Here, we're able to have the blessing of doing shows at all different times of day. So sometimes what seems like, oh, you're only getting up at 1, we're going to be working till 11 p.m. So that's no different than the guy that gets up at 4 a.m. and works till noon. So don't know why I said that, but it is because the people that say that are douchebags that judge others. And today we're here about Doucheaholics, which is a feature slash web series that has been tearing up the film festival circuits. You can go about within 10 episodes back in our archives at www.talkingpicturesla.com. Click on podcast episodes in the top right. It'll prompt you to the next page. Next page. Uh, click on the archives. We'll, we'll bring our guests here in one moment. We're going to have a couple of guests today. This is our first time ever actress panel slash we have one of the co-creators with us who also was in it. So you go to TalkingPicturesLA.com and you can find the archives. You go a few back, you're going to have a review of Doucheaholics and you're also going to have a complete interview with uh, the co-creators, Elizabeth Mitchell and Sean McCarthy. Now we invite our guests to have some tea, water, uh, we're not strict here about if you need to take a break and you're making your point. So hold on one sec. Rather than talk with dry, scratchy throats, it's better that we get water. I see I have a caller with us. Who's joining us so far? Hey, Paul. It's Elizabeth. Hello, Elizabeth. How are you today? I'm uh, <laughs> I'm still very much in recovery mode, but I'm very happy to be talking to you. How are you doing? Good. And Elizabeth means uh, from making this film, not from being in Las Vegas for the weekend. Um, bad joke, anyways. Um, <laughs> I can imagine where you guys are in recovery I mode. I yeah, wish. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, by the pool with some uh, pina coladas sounds really great right now. Well, at 12 in the afternoon in Vegas, it sounds good. Um, I mean, glad that you... it sounds good anywhere right now. Yeah, this is true. This is true. When you've gone through all, all that you guys have been going through with editing, and um, we'll get into the premieres. Um, but we wanted to say thank you for joining us today. I was telling the audience that they can go back in our archives a few episodes and we have the interview with you and Sean, and then we have our official review. And let's see, we have another caller. Let's uh, see what's behind door number two. Welcome. Hi, it's Jen. Hi, Jen. How are you? Jen. (laughs) Hi, I'm good. How are you guys doing? I'm good. And that was Elizabeth that screamed, Jen, my voice doesn't go that high. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I'm sure you caught that. Um, Jen is one of the actors who plays L Train. Uh, You know, I had the episode list here in order. And I was a dummy and deleted it. So I would have only the names of who's on today. 
And uh, I can't remember if you were episode three or four. I apologize for that. Episode three. Okay, that's what I thought, episode three. three. Yeah, I'm a... A fan, a fan favorite. Yes, I was going to say, um, I, you know, it's it's tough doing this show because you can't, it's really hard to ever use the word favorite because you have so many guests and sometimes you have six in a week. And it's so hard to say favorite film because we we see so many a year and uh, and then you have kind of like what's your favorite as a film fan that when you're talking just in general, but then what we've found with the show, which Elizabeth and Sean, uh, we've had some conversations uh, just as people that like, you know, five or six guests. Uh, know each other and and I actually know someone on Facebook who has we have 14 mutual friends and 12 of their friends have been on the show so um, we realized that it gives me an extra incentive to not be an idiot Um, (laughs) uh, as we know now on social media it just takes one post and all of a sudden we have no guests so we thank you for joining us today that is a (laughs) Um, I think I think your episode is a favorite. We'll get, obviously get more into talking about it, but briefly, I think it's one of the most relatable, especially with some things that are going on in our country right now. And I think everybody is either married to the soccer mom, knows the soccer mom, or <laughs> uh, I don't ask any, anyone guess ages, but I'm 38, so for I'm going into about 15 years now where just everyone, you know, starts getting married. Um, and so I see the, that character just is all my friends, wives, except for some of the dark sides that we'll get into. Uh, let's see. We have another caller. I'm assuming this is, how do I pronounce your name? Is it Sarah or Syrah? Syrah. Syrah. Okay. No, no, I'm going to bring her in. I just want to make sure I pronounce it right. Okay. Oh. Hold on one sec. Yes, Syra. Syra. Uh, hello, Syra. Are you with us? Hi, I am with you. Wow, you're as enthusiastic as Sean. You you guys are brother and sister. Um, <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, if you talk about as many filmmakers as Sean, I'm just going to hit the hang up button, but... <laughs> we'll get to that later. Uh, no, that's little, one of my favorite. A little more historic than I am. Yeah, it's, that, no, that's one of my favorite things about Sean. In fact, uh, Elizabeth was on when we interviewed. I didn't know that Sean moderated a panel I loved, and I was trying to meet Sean, and I didn't know who he was, and he vanished. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of funny that I was uh, had met this person that I was trying to meet. And anyways, <laughs> um, let's see. I don't know. I don't know where to start here because we have. This is the first time for the show. We've never done a an actress panel. We have done panels about a film subject or panels about a film. So this is uh, very exciting for us. And we want to, again, thank Sean, Eric, um, anyone who is involved in setting this up. I guess my first question, since we have spoken with Elizabeth. My first question would go to Syra. Um, now, 
if I'm correct, I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't get a chance to rewatch all six episodes because this is something that I feel like is very worth watching a second time, but because it's so good the first time, you're going to kind of be waiting for the joke. And I feel like that's the best sign of a good comedy is when uh, you're actually counting down to what you enjoy. Uh, so what I'll do is first, sorry, before I get into the question, I'll read the synopsis here. This is from the Dushaholics website, which is www.dushaholics.com. That's D-O-U-C-H-E-A-H-O-L-I-C-S.com. It's an award-winning com seri- comedy series about various douchaholics dealing with their own douchebaggery, trying to better themselves even as they constantly get in the way of themselves. Now, we want to start off at the top of this, which Elizabeth uh, did very wonderful in the last episode, is that in no way is this show making fun of AA or NA or um, any of the meetings where people deal with problems and are going through struggles to better themselves. So this is not a um, jab at that. This was just a very creative way of putting a spin on people that are, uh, I have three ladies on the phone, but I'm just going to say assholes and think they aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, pardon my language. But I mean, Paul, tells- you've seen the series. We've said a lot worse. I'm sure you've all heard worse, but my grandma taught me that you speak a certain way in, with or in front of ladies, so I still try to get that out of me, but darn grandma oh. and her manners. Um, <laughs> okay, so, 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 so Syra, I, uh, you, you're a character who, and if I'm correct, besides uh, Sean... You're the only one that's in every episode, correct? And Elizabeth. Um, incorrect. I'm in. I'm not in two of the episodes, or I'm missing. I'm not in the fourth episode. Oh, okay, okay. So, so there's okay. Now, what I wanted to say was the reason why I was I wanted to ask you a question first was because you have a. A, a not a small part, but your role in the film is one of the biggest parts, but it's written as one of the smallest parts. So as an actress, and we won't give away any spoilers, how did you approach something where you see that your your part is very big, but that it's not spread across so many of the pages. I mean, you're not on 70 of 90 pages, but you play such a huge part of the series. So what was that like as an actress? Oh, thanks. Um, I mean, I feel like the difference from, I mean, every douche is special in their own way. Um, and Harmony is very, very, very empathetic to like everyone and everything around her. So I feel like every time somebody's going through something or like a feeling through the episode, um, she kind of goes through that as well. Um, she's kind of right there with them, even though she's in the background. And I feel like it kind of contrasts 
um, some of the other characters because they're a, a little bit more in the reality of how ridiculous it all is. Um, and, I mean, the monologue in episode five definitely helps that. It, it was kind of like a build to um, discovering a new side character, which is like kind of the beauty of the series is that it's like this rotating table where by the end you can see that some people have left, some people have been in a couple of the episodes and they're not in some of these meetings. There are new people in the meetings. So it's like as you discover that each person has their own type of dutiness, um, you start to wonder like, oh, well, like as we're discovering, oh, oh like Harmony is has like this, side to her that you know who is that I wonder I kind of want to know more and it's like who's this character who's that side character so it's like it's just ever expansive in the world of I don't know um, characters and acting and like leaves you wanting at least me as as a viewer uh, wanting more to see this like expanding character um, world that can kind of go on for seasons, really, in the grand scheme of things. The setup of everything and the way the episodes work, I think, is really cool. Um, well, I, I thought the most yeah. uh, brilliant thing that Sean and Elizabeth did was to was to give your character the surface of what in the world is peaceful and zen and quiet. So people know, um, I brought up a different synopsis here. Um, there's six episodes. Of course, one is Teabag, D-Cup, Laura, which is we're joined by Jen today. Ted, Melody, and Madison is episode five. And then six is Wilhelmina. Now I'll jump over to Jen. And we're kind of going to just jump around since we have all three of you here, so there won't be a A to Z kind of thing going on. Um, Laura, your episode, uh, let's see. I So I don't have to end up worrying about giving any sort of anything away. Why don't you first tell us <laughs> what your episode is about and what your, your little douchebaggery thing is, and then I'll go into my first question. Great. Well, I love Laura, a.k.a. L-Train. She is the happily married mother of three, um, but as we come to see, she's not as happy or perfect as she pretends to be, and she suppresses a lot of her stress and and happiness, and I'd even say resentment by, you know, maybe popping some pills, making a Xanax movie, um, which ultimately... (laughs) adds to her stress and she reaches this pretty hilarious breaking point um, and it's, it's in a very kind of in a, uh, it's got a I'd say good fellas sensibility to it for, for breaking down and it comes out in a very dark comedic way yes I was going to say Sean, Sean and I I remember we spoke about it on and off air uh, for you film fans this was perfectly done like the last act of uh, Goodfellas when Henry Hill is being followed around by helicopters and 
except I, you know, I've never heard anything about whether or not they were really doing drugs. I know there's movies like Fast Times at Ridgemont High where they were really smoking pot, and I'm sure you weren't really making Xanax milkshakes, but um, <laughs> oh, there they was... Were, I think they were Altoids, right? I think they Al- were Altoids. Oh, my God. Mini you know, Altoids. Yes, and I you, actually was yeah. popping them, and I was burping mm-hmm. mint for days. Oh, <laughs> you know... Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Fun but your breath back. smelled amazing on set. She smelled yeah. amazing on set. That's, you know, you got I, the easy rider in the opening scene when Peter Fonda tries the junk that they're scoring in the junkyard. He, I saw a documentary where he said Dennis Hopper promised him real Coke. And then Peter yeah. Fonda says powdered sugar really hurts. So I thought that was funny because I'm always thinking like, you know, these these big movies, they, you know, if they really want to do something or whatever to lend to the scene. So when you were, uh, so first of all, my question is, and again, this is, this has a light and dark side to it to where it's very funny. And like we said, in no way we're making fun of people who struggle with those problems or, uh, real people who do make Xanax milkshakes, but you look at this and you see the comedy of it, and then uh, what was there any conscious discussion or thought for you as an actor to say, hey, you know, this is a real struggle, and we're kind of we're laughing, but this might be something to where someone's really actually going through this or they lost their husband so then they get into doing this uh was there anything for you as an actor that came across your mind with that you know I think it's it's satire and it's comic relief and I think people get that you know that we're not you know making light of something serious we're creating a relatable character and then taking it over the top and allowing people to kind of just let it out. Just give a good laugh and, you know, look at it in a, a fun kind of way, even though it's a dark subject. I think it's it's kind of, you know, like I said, comic relief. You know, it's it's meant in all good fun, for sure. And I didn't struggle with that. I did uh, get the script and I wasn't sure if I could pull off some of the dialogue, uh, some of the things that I went that come out of her, her mouth. Um, I'm thinking, will this be funny? You know, me saying these things, you know, this character. And, and I found out that actually that's the funniest part of it, that you don't expect <laughs> Laura to go there and say some of these things. And it was amazing because after the screenings uh, this past weekend, I was just so happy to see how many people came up to me and said, I so relate to your character that was hilarious or they say you and your character remind me of my aunt or my sister or my best friend or someone they know who is going through a stressful time and they're like we have to show them this so they can laugh and just you know have a good time with it yes that's a, um thank you for putting it that way i I know that was what it did for me. I had mentioned to Sean and in the review of I had I had, had a family member who went through that and unfortunately uh we lost her, but that was the first time where I was ever able and it's been seven or eight years 
where I was able to actually uh, laugh and not be like, oh, here's some people that think it's funny that people have problems or that are making light of someone who uh, who does these things. And, um, I mean, I know my cousin and I used to kind of laugh at my aunt and, you know, just be like, you know, does she have Kahlua coffee Xanax or, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and so to see it on the screen and to actually find myself laughing and which is kind of my aunt would have wanted me to be happy and find some humor. So it was a very uh, kind of cathartic moment in a comedic moment where I'm laughing out loud and then I'm going, wait a minute, this is, this is what I saw someone struggle through and there can be humor. So I commend you and the team, which I, I'm pretty sure I had commended Sean and Elizabeth, but um, Elizabeth, if I hadn't, that was a very cool thing that you guys uh, pulled off. Now, oh, let me thank see. you. And I mean, we needed the, we needed the right actress to, to do it. I mean, the, the story and the scripts and all that, you know, they, they're definitely a starting point, but they don't mean anything unless we have someone brilliant like Jen, you know, really bringing the Aww. character alive. So, yeah. Thank you. Oh, no, I agree. Your guys' casting was uh, perfect. Uh, I mean, even with Syra, your, um, what you have to do and what your epiphany moment is, is even lending by uh, your size. You don't expect uh, an eight-foot comment out of, I don't, I'm not going to ask you your height, and I'm not calling you small or anything, so... Um, even that I thought was really cool that you guys, you guys just had so many layers as I've thought about this more and, and doing this episode, I've thought, you know, there's just, there's too many layers that I don't think this could, I think that this could ever really be figured out. I think you guys, uh, a knew what you were doing, but then I think you were also just, there's so many subconscious things for douchebaggery, um, Elizabeth, uh, for new listeners. Um, I know we all, you call someone a douchebag and then, God, I'm not going to get into what it is with three women on the phone. So please um, explain to us for this purpose. Uh, You guys are really pushing my manners here today. My dead grandmother is going to walk in the room any minute and smack me. Um, What? What is, I mean, I'm that guy who on a date, women ask me to stop standing up when they go to the bathroom. So it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm way too, yeah, I'm way too polite, you know? Um, so, so we're turning you. Yeah. Yeah. You're <laughs> yeah. Making, we'll please, do that. Please make me into an <laughs> asshole. I don't want to date anymore again. Um, um, uh, okay, so Elizabeth, please explain, as one of the co-creators, the uh, so we have some more context here of what the douchebaggery is, in your words. Oh, man. Um, well, you know, initially, like, you say douchebag, you say douche, douchebaggery, doucheaholic, whatever, and you just kind of think, like, oh, like a real asshole, you know? Um, and then you go, like, you're thinking outside of yourself. You're going, like, that person or like someone that encompasses that word, you're not thinking about yourself. 
Um, so initially it just started out as like, oh, yeah, an asshole, like a bunch of assholes, a bunch of jerks, a bunch of people that, like, you know, they have, like, um, social issues, um, proclivities for, for things that most normal people, and then, you know, you always think, like, like myself, don't don't partake in. Um, and then very quickly it became, like, well, you know what, kind of like everyone, kind of everyone's a douche. Like everyone has a doucheism within themselves. Um, so that was also kind of something that we discovered very quickly on when we're going like, oh, yeah, like these outside people that are douchebags. And you go like, no, we're, we're all kind of douchebags. Um, you have to kind of look inward and go like we all have something within ourselves that someone else can look at and be like, God, like you're kind of an asshole with that. You, you kind of suck with that. That's not like a great thing that you have going on there. Um, and maybe you should work on that. So, you know, just like, I guess just general defects and flaws in, in one's personality, which, you know, show me someone alive on planet earth that does not have at least one or more things, you know, that, that you're like, Oh, that's not great. Like, that's something that's an aspect of your personality that needs work and needs nurture and needs, you know, um, help with. And so the, you know, the point of Dushaholics is get a bunch of people who suffer from very, very poor behavior, things that most people look at and go like, not great, not great, but you know what, maybe those people judging need to go to Dushaholics too. Um, so that's, you know, it's just, it's been like a great discovery of going like, oh, what is a douchebag? Like, if you really think about it, pretty much everyone rocking around next to you, you know, like anyone you encounter on the street, anyone that you know in your family, people that, you know, you, you might not even meet, but you just like pass and glance, you know, when you're driving in your car and they're walking their dog or whatever, we're all douchebags. Now, now uh, you brought up an interesting question as you're explaining that. I'm thinking of how we all have a douchebag quality versus something that creates that douchebag quality. Like, for instance, um, many of my friends, and I've known them, I'm speaking of the ones, I'm I'm 38, that I've known 25 years or 24 years. Uh, So pretty much, you know, anything goes. I can tell them, fuck off. Um, and it's kind of funny because I realized that it's like they didn't have that douchebag quality till they became a parent. And I mean, in terms of like, <laughs> you'll tell them you drank 10 beers and they'll be like, oh, that's way too much. And it's like, well, you taught me how to drink. So, you know, now you're being a douchebag about alcohol, but I didn't know what that whiskey was till you stole a bottle of it from your dad's cupboard. Um, So, I mean, that can can apply to so many things. I mean, it applies to, um, oh, you're running yourself ragged. You're staying up so late. It's like, well, just because you go to bed at 8 because you got to be up for the soccer game at 530 doesn't mean I have to stop watching movies. So personality yeah, I love traits, that. yeah, right? And for any And I, I relate said, to that a lot. <laughs> who said that? Oh, Syra. Okay, Syra, uh, like, okay. Sh- Sean and like Liz and I I want to speak for you Liz, but uh, cuz Sean c- tends to put you on that schedule ever since we were like little kids. Um we would stay up really late watching movies and then we would wake up at 
I don't know, 11, sometimes noon, because we'd be watching until like 5 or 6 a.m., and that's kind of like the way the clock started working for us and kind of found that we're like night owls and we like to work at night and create things at night because nothing else is distracting us. But it's seen in such a different light. You can get discriminated. Oh, yeah. I think that's part of the reason Sean and I like bonded initially was like, it was a case of like, he was like, oh, I don't want to call you too late. And I'm like, well, there's kind of no such thing. And then we both like, well, what time do you go to sleep? I don't know, like five or six. What time do you go to sleep? Five or six. (laughs) But so, like, we both, like, individually have, like, experienced, like, the judge, because it really does, you're right, Byra, it comes with a yeah, judge. people judge people you. People go, like, people yeah. are, like, well, what time did you wake up? And you're, like, okay, yeah, but, like, hold on, ask me what time I went to sleep, too. And, like, I'm sorry that, like, I live the kind of life that I can stay up all night watching movies and doing what I love. Like, I didn't, like, I didn't tell you to have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, well, you know, okay, I'm going to say two things. I said this right before you guys came on. I explained how uh, sometimes we do early shows, sometimes we do late shows. Um, I'm actually a little bit tired right now because I did go to bed at 4.30 in the morning. And, of course, the artist's lifestyle is, you know, sometimes we'll get up at, at 4 a.m. to do New York phone calls. And my day is done at noon and it's like, oh, lazy, you're just sitting around at one in the afternoon. And it's like, well, yeah, but from four to 11, I was busier than you are from nine to seven at your day job. So, um, yeah, I can totally relate. And it's funny that 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 you say that. And thank you for chiming in, Syra, with that whole the way the lifestyle changes. And I understand, you know, I've, I've been in a long-term relationship. I understand how you have to make concessions and things change with people. But those are some of the qualities that for me, I've seen in people. And I, and I often, uh, what you guys have made me wonder is if you interviewed my friends, what they would say my, uh, (laughs) yeah, what, what my douchery is, and I, I would say, and I don't even know if it's a douchery, but if I had to pick one, it would be that I really, uh, I really have a, I can really turn into how some of your characters acted, uh, and this, this will sound obvious, but I take it a little bit further. When people aren't, like, real like I would rather have you just say you know the show sucked you're a friggin idiot I'm never doing it again (laughs) then to six months from now have Sean say you know Syra was annoyed and Jen kind of had something else to do and I can get really like pissed at someone and take it too far and be like you know you're a piece of shit and f you and so I think that would be my thing. I'm not going to ask everyone what theirs is, but uh, because I know we wouldn't get honest on their answers. Um, so <laughs> I think we probably see. would, but we'd also like be here all day because you know we got them. Right. The yeah. <laughs> like we all we all have multiple issues. No, you I all sound, sound like people. three perfect women to me. No, I'm just <laughs> Uh, I, I want to say that this is a douchebag moment, and I mean no offense mm-hmm. or embarrassment to you, Syra. I, I don't know if I said this with you, Elizabeth, or if Sean told you, but my one of my kind of funny douchebag moments on air was I was interviewing a filmmaker about their short film, 
the director had brought on the writer. I knew the director and I was complimenting the writer and the director. And I said to the director, I go, plus what made the film I said was just how beautiful that actress was. I was like, wow. And I came off a little bit like a stupid male and the writer goes, Oh, I thank you for the compliment. And I said, <laughs> I said, oh, why were, you, I said, were you in the casting? She goes, no, I was the actress. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I sound like such a douche. I'm sitting there being a stupid male, like thinking I was hint hinting the director, and I'm saying it to the woman. So I felt so embarrassed. So that's why when I... Uh, when I talked to Sean, I had made sure and said to him, who, because he said it was family and girlfriend, I said, who is, are you related to, who is the girlfriend, who is the, you know, because I didn't want to end up, you know, maybe complimenting some costume, and it's like, hey, that's my woman. So, um, yeah, that was my little on air. I learned that you just shut up about the costuming, you don't compliment any of the female guests. You can say nice job or the costume designer. So uh, that was something that came to my mind. Uh, let's see. My next question, Elizabeth. Uh, and I, I don't think we went over this in the last one. So I'm hoping this just came uh, new to me. You, you get to uh, act, but then you're also doing something that's so hard to do, which is, you know you're you're involved with writing and some uh, being attached to the director, and then you're going to be editing. How do you separate being a douchaholic from all those other hats? How did you turn it off to to actually be in those meetings in that moment? So wait, so just to clarify, when you say separate being a douchaholic, you mean playing a douchaholic or being yeah, like playing a, a real life? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I was gonna say there's no separation in that in my life. Like I'm I'm a douchaholic through and through. Um, you know, I don't I don't really think there was much of a separation, but I think that um, one of the good things about my character is that um, she is very easy to slip into. Uh, Literally the second I put on that wig and that makeup, I'm, like, in that mode because it's very uncomfortable, um, and it's very easy to just, like, be, have that, like, that energy that she, she projects, um, because it's, it's legit, it's actually not that much acting involved, um, it's a very physically uncomfortable role to inhabit because of the wig and all that that mask of makeup that uh, that she wears that I do not normally wear in my everyday life. Um, and then the thing, too, that I, it's, like, it's a nice relief at the same time because, you know, what she does is she just calls everyone on their shit. You know, she says all the things that, like, maybe people think in, in their heads, but they go, like, I can't say that out loud because then I'm just a dick. And the good thing about her, she doesn't care. Like, she she prides herself on calling people out, you know. She prides herself on going, like, all right, you know, you think you're all, like, like slick and clever right now, motherfucker. But, like, I'm going to tell you what's up. And I'm going to call you out in front of all these people. And I'm going to make you look like an idiot. Um, so it's very, like, freeing. And um, I think that, that in terms of, like, any kind of separation, um, 
on set, there's, there's, you know, there is when you call cut. Yes, I'm going like, okay, but like, where is lunch? Because lunch is going to be on time. Like, am I like where this actor was supposed to have shown up and they're not here yet? And but like once once they say action, um, it, it really does all that kind of like disappears and goes away. And I'm not necessarily like thinking in that mode. Um, so I guess uh, I don't know if that really answered your question. But oh no, uh, that no, that that totally does. No, that that's okay. I love, Can I, say I, I, oh, yes, yes, who, and who, and I who is this, say, Jen? Jen, yeah. Okay, now, Elizabeth, as producer, she is incredible, and exactly what she was saying, you know, yell action, she's there, she is, you know, sandbag, she is in character, and then cut, and she is, like, are you doing okay? Did anyone get you water? Okay, i got to make a quick call. Okay, Sean, did you get the email about this? It's incredible. It's just, she's, she's an awesome producer. Can, can I ask a question? Oh, thanks, Jen. Is that Syrah? Yeah, this is Syrah. No, I'm the um. I ask all the questions. So. <laughs> you, you just do your job as guest and let me do my job, okay? Um, all That's right, I guess since you're, since you're Sean's sister, feel free. Go ahead and ask a question. Um, no, I just wanted to ask Liz if... Uh, it, like, if there's a really, really stressful day on set, which I know can be a lot of days, do you ever take that stress and incorporate it into sandbag and, like, use that? Um, no, because I, I've i never been able to uh, to operate in that way in just in terms of, like, as an actress. Like, even even when that's, like, what I was, like, you know, studying and, like, that's what, you know, in the acting class I've taken, like, I've never been the type that goes, like, I'm going to harness this. I'm going to channel this. I'm going to, like, take this, and I'm going to, like, like I, it, that just doesn't work for me. So um, when there are incredibly stressful days, which, I mean, like, you, you've been there. You know that, like, what days aren't incredibly stressful, right? Yeah. Um, I, just, I just go, like, well, this, you know, welcome to the Gorilla Wander shoot, right? I think at this point I go, like, you know, if, like, everything does go to hell, um, I gotta, I gotta be in the shot for continuity. If anything, it's like kind of like, oh, well, I can't take care of that right now. Um, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Um, so no, not really. But that's interesting. That's an interesting question. Yeah. And I can see how like if that was someone's process, how like you could definitely like serve them in that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that that yeah, was I, a great question. Yeah, I asked that because I've had experiences in the past with Sean to where, like when we were shooting Boxed Up, to where I would get so stressed with with him as, like, my older brother in the moment on set that I would just, like, harness all of my anger towards him into the <laughs> scene that I needed to be really angry in. Um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, where I was just curious. <laughs> You have some, yeah. You have a little bit of snap there that seems to really hide well. Um, uh, so that's interesting that you say that, Jen. For your stressful days, did you ever really take Xanax? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> how, how did you deal with How did you deal with your stressful days, Jen? Since we've went around the circle here. Right. Well, um, you know, Sean as a director is really good about letting you play with your ideas, you know, about your character, but at the end of the day, he knows what he wants, and he will push you to get the most out of your character. 
And so we'll do take after take. And I'll be like, okay, one more. And I'm like, okay, I can do it. I can do it. And then he says, that was great. I just had another idea. Okay, one more and do it like this. And then it's one more and one more. But the exhaustion <laughs> of a really long day really brings you, you know, this, this, I just said exhaustion, but it brings this, I guess, quality, I was going to say energy, but this quality to the character because she's just had it. And so I'm using some of that, you know, for, for Laura when she's just had it. So kind of, you know, to what Cyrus says, you know, some of these long days, yeah, I can, I can harness that and, you know, throw it back out in a, in a Laura L. Train kind of way. So, yeah, I think it does, it does work that way a bit. Yeah, I think he does that on purpose sometimes. Only when I he needs too. to. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. But he's great. No, seriously, he's, he's an awesome director. Well, yeah, I loved, uh, I mean, I, I, I caught all his references. We had talked before, um, obviously not knowing that he acted in it until I watched it gave me even more of a perspective and then having had some conversations with him through editing and, uh, what, another thing that was funny was, I guess you guys could tell me what, what did you guys, or did Sean have playing last year at CineQuest? Um, at Cinequest, uh, we or did always, he have uh, something? We always, like... Well, at Cinequest, we do their um, their opening trailer, so the the little piece that plays before every film in the festival. And Sean did the uh, the moderation of the Jason Reitman. Uh, oh right, interview. I remember that. What I mean is, is did you guys, What film did you guys have playing last summer at Dances with Films, or what did you have? Oh, on Dances with Films. Dance of the Films, we had episodes one and two. So we had the teabag episode and the uh, D-Cup episode. Oh, here. okay. Because um, what was funny was I'll, I thank her, uh, Kim Dixon. She's introduced me to actually, oh, I yeah, can't even Kim. count how many Kim's people. Kim's our girl, yeah. Yeah. Our, our recent DVD cover on a movie is because Kim, my first one with another magazine. But anyways, uh, Kim and I go back five years and... And uh, when I told her that I had met Sean, it was funny. She said, because last year you turned down covering this. And it was it was funny because last year I had gotten really bad food poisoning before Dances with Films. And so I turned down everything. So there's been this really serendipitous thing with Sean where turn down his work and then now we get as long as well as we do and then it's like I love his Jason Reitman thing don't know it's him and then he's I'm like a fan of his and then it's like I finally see his film and I'm like oh man I didn't see this before but uh, I believe everything happens in due time so I think it happened at the perfect timing to uh, come into this world and be a part of it and see it um, let's see. I will go and into. Also, oh yeah. This this year, uh, dances with films was uh, Laura, my episode, Elf Train, and also episode four. And uh, the series actually won the audience award uh, for best web series. Yes, it did. Because we got Elf Train. Because we got Elf yes. Train in the house. Uh, That's all it was. Yes. It was. Uh, yeah, no that that was no, no, no. that was 
No, that was another... Um, no, I mean, I could see where the series is completely different with one through four. Uh, there's obviously, as you guys know, but as an audience member, uh, there's the interest and the dynamic and the... And again, that episode was what hooked me the most on a personal level. I was still going to watch the rest of the episodes, but that was the one where... Um, I'm an audience member where I like to be hooked on a personal level, not an entertainment level, not uh, do I like the genre level. I like the moment that I'm going, okay, I know this character specifically. And not like, duh, we all relate to a film, but I mean like I could call that person. So that was a pivotal episode and moment for me. Um, Of course, D-Bag, I... Um, in my college days, who doesn't know that character? Um, uh, <laughs> what I'm interested in, and I won't ask because I know it's all off the record, and I don't know if there's anything in development, so I won't go there. But uh, it says here that Syra, who obviously has a calm, quiet voice, but we all see can... Um, I asked Sean, so if you don't mind me asking, or Elizabeth, please ask us. I don't like asking people their ethnicity. So what was uh, Sean's ethnicity? Oh, are you asking me? Um, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Uh, half uh, our mom's from the Philippines, and our dad is from New Zealand. Okay, that's so what it was, um, the Philippines. That's why Sean and I laughed, because, Syra, all due respect, the Filipina snap. Um, I'm from Hawaii, (laughs) so there's many, many Filipinos. I lived with a Filipina for seven years, so I know how it can be, oh, the ice cream was so good. Ah, but you didn't take out the trash. Now, I'm not saying this to you, but I like how... Was that your voice? Well, yeah. I I, I try to do my best, Syra. It'd be too creepy to say I practice it each day. Um, um, but it was so cool because I, I I almost knew because we have that joke in Hawaii where you don't make a Filipina mad that when I saw some, some of that scene work that I just thought, okay, I'm not racial. I can't go there. So when Sean said it, I thought, okay, this is great. Um, Pardon me for getting off track there, but uh, I love how it says here on the thing, <laughs> yoga douche, uh, being in Los Angeles, and I'm sure everywhere, but especially in Los Angeles, anyone who does yoga is supposed to be normal, and you're in with your core each day, and you're having your green grass shake, and nobody bugs you because you have 10 a.m. Pilates, and... So I really liked that part of it because being in Los Angeles, as you guys know, it's just a different uh, world. Um, I won't ask any of you where you're from because we're on air, but um, I can tell from area code you guys are from different parts of California, uh, which is very cool because I don't think certain parts of the character, I don't think if you guys were from Tennessee or Texas, you would have been able to properly capture 
Uh, and of course, Sean being, um, which he mentioned, he's in the Bay Area. Now we get to one of the best parts. I would like to hear, and anyone can start, but I would like you guys to all three give a brief answer of telling us how the premiere weekend was with the theatrical <laughs> runs in Cupertino and, and all Mellow that Park stuff. In, in the and Bay Mellow area, Park, yeah. 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 Huh. <laughs> uh, um, it, I feel like we're still kind go? of processing it. Yeah. Very true. Go <laughs> uh, for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're also recovering from the weekend, actually. Um, and the last recovering, week. like, 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 I mean, for many, for many or... reasons, for many reasons, <laughs> um, just like the natural high of it all, um, as well as um, some celebrational drinks. Um, yeah. But, uh, it was just really cool for, for me, Syra, as to see all of, you know, I, I mean, I shot in five episodes and seeing all the cast from every episode um, and that they hadn't all, like, been together or met before, um, having all of the worlds of every episode kind of come together um, in one place and this, like, celebration of of the hard work, you know, it's been, it's been a couple of years and it's just so cool to have seen it and experience it together. Sean wouldn't let us see it um, beforehand. He wanted us to experience it all together on the big screen, um, surrounded by other people watching it for the first time. So it was just a really, really cool energy uh, to experience with everybody and like all of those that like support us and helped, you know, make the series what it was and whether that be like family or friends or PAs or, you know, whatnot. Um, and it was very, very well received. So it was a lot of, That's a lot awesome. of good feelings. I saw, I saw some of the pictures on Facebook. So that's cool. Cause if the answer is you guys are recovering, then that's cool. Recover. I was so bummed that it's so <laughs> far away. Cause I told Sean, like, even though he invited me, I was like, I'd invite myself when I started seeing those pictures. Um, <laughs> nothing that a film journalist loves more than to just be at a party. Um, no, the I was really very thankful and happy for you guys when I saw those lines. And um, I've been fortunate to have my own films play on the big screen. And I know there's just nothing... Uh, like it and to see it on a billboard and to see people lining up is uh, yeah I guess that was kind of a dumb question because it's not like you would have had an answer a couple of days later but um, we're here for good and dumb questions that's why we do this. No, I think it, I la- think that was a good question. I'm actually no, I'm no, really just... interested to hear to hear what Jen has to say. Because um, oh, yeah. I think you know we've been texting. You know, I like when we've been editing like all night. I would text. I would literally text Jen while I was like watching her face while we were editing. 
Um, so I feel like you were kind of like a part of the whole process, but then I realized like, oh no, it's just because we were in communication, but like this was all very like brand new for you also. Yeah, it's incredible to see the audience and hear the audience reaction to each of the episodes. And that was, you know, just incredible. And then, as I mentioned, people coming up after and saying, wow, you know, you guys did such a great job. And when can we, you know, watch it again? And when season two and, you know, all this excitement around it. And and on top of it, getting to hang out with everybody was really awesome and fun. And we had, you know, the cast and then we had almost all of the crew, I think, uh, managed to make it. And, you know, we're just reuniting. You know, I've met a lot of them, but of course, there's so many different episodes, and they're shot at different times. So I'm meeting, you know, some people for the first time, and that was very cool. And yeah, just the whole thing, seeing the turnout, and just the support in general is incredible. Well, that's great that you got that experience, Jen. We're uh, the show we love when a when a filmmaker gets any kind of new experience because we've been fortunate amongst our team to have releases or have films in theaters or have films when there was video stores uh, or just when a team member gets a really cool gig or we land a cool guest. So uh, we love the team and camaraderie that we sense from talking to Sean and Elizabeth and then now talking with you guys. So my last question has become a, uh, we ask each guest, and we've been doing it now for five guests, so we're trying to get the train rolling on it. And we can start with Syra, then we'll go to Jen. And I actually already asked Elizabeth, so Elizabeth, you don't see uh, ask this question. Um, <laughs> Syra, you are yeah. uh, as an actress, I come to you and I have the budget, I have a director you like, and it can't be Sean. I have the script what is a genre you would like to act in or uh, explore slash you get your dream genre so what is it oh fascinating um I would love to do a musical um yeah that but the, I, the only thing is, is I can't really sing that well at all. But I love to do I'm it. I'm not laughing like, at you. That was just... <laughs> no, you can totally laugh at me. Um, and I, I really like love dance and movement. And like I grew up doing like a little bit of the performing arts. Um, and that's that's something I that would be so cool to experience um, on a set and in preparation and like choreography and practice and like a whole nother just seems like a whole nother world of shooting okay yeah so a silent musical okay now for you uh, what would be <laughs> you haven't you haven't eaten dinner in a week the lights are turned off you don't know when you're going to make your next car payment what is the genre no matter what uh, you're not going to do it. You're not going to be a part of it, have your name on it, show your face in it. Oh, a porno. 
Elizabeth, I'm going to ditch this question because male, female now, I'm sorry, it was the seventh. I'm looking at my list. Everybody says Western or sci-fi or bank robbery and then porno. So (laughs) I like this question, but maybe I need to start rephrasing it and saying besides porno. Besides porn. Um, well, there's. I think I, I think I said snuff, which is is very different from porn. Which I'm not saying yeah. I'm like happy to jump into a porn, but you know, at least like <laughs> no one's getting murdered, like legitimately, like in in the porn. Right. But I think okay, I think that's it's a valid true. question, Paul. I wouldn't I wouldn't abandon it quite yet. Yeah, I guess I need to get like three or ten, five more porns, and then. Um, I mean, I know it is, as people in the film business know, it's career murder. I know it's a different question for a female, but I wasn't expecting as many guys to say it. So, anyways, we'll leave it at that. Um, uh, Jen, so the question now switches to you, and we'll start with, besides porn, what genre do you want to do, and what do you not want to do besides porn? (laughs) Okay, uh, I definitely would love to do a really another really great comedy. I think that's a genre that I'd like to see myself in. Not that I don't love drama, and I've had some really great roles that I, I still love. I enjoy the comedic side of things, and you know, I grew up watching John Hughes films, and I just oh, okay. would love to in a modern day kind of version of something like that that ends up being classic and iconic and, you know, relatable but funny, you know, something like that would be a dream. Okay, so you're a girl, so you probably, I'm going to be stereotypical, you probably love 16 Candles. (laughs) Uh, Breakfast Club is my favorite. Of course, the Breakfast Club is, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of like the I start behind the breakfast club. Okay, that's uh, like except for porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the breakfast club is like everybody's favorite. I just watched it again the other day, and I don't know how it, how I found even more things in it that I hadn't caught before. Uh, the breakfast club, um, and then obviously the I ones love- that John Hughes directed were Weird Science. Obviously, that's just a dumb guy movie. But uh, 16 Candles, is that is that one of your faves? You know, it was when I was younger, and I rewatched it recently, and not so much. But the one I can watch over and over again is Pretty in Pink. You know, I kind of felt oh, like that's I right. grew up I was, that I'm way sorry, a little bit. Not, you know? I'm sorry, not 16 Candles. I meant Pretty in Pink. That's the one that does well, it for girls. Yeah, yeah, you know, but it's funny because even the dress, I thought about this afterwards, uh, the dress that I wore to dances with films, uh, <laughs> this pink dress, and I was thinking back to what Molly Ringwald, her character, wore to the prom that she created by herself, and it's kind of like the, the bare shoulder, but the pink, and that was kind of my, my dress, and I did not intend that, but yeah, so I don't have a except for pretty and pink, because that's, that's really the go-to for me, I can watch that over and over again. You know, Girls and Pretty in Pink, I think, is so, and not being sexist, but every girl I've ever met loves Pretty in Pink. And as a guy, it's so funny because it's this movie about a guy that just gets dissed by who he likes 
and it's girls like go to movies. And so it's like, like you guys just turn us down and pick the guy who's cooler. And so that's not my guess. There's nothing about that. Well, that I, should be a go-to move. No, I'm just <laughs> I think it embraces um, the male-female friendship being important. And it doesn't have to end up being in romance. And they're, you know, they're best bets, you know, and that'll continue. Well, yeah, so again, I can look at it that way. The, the, yeah, that's a, but see, that's that, that, again, that's another female thing where I have a best female friend of 15 years, and she always goes, we didn't date, but we're buds, and I'm always like, I have enough buds. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, uh, I have 30 male friends. I don't need another female friend that's a model. Um, okay, so now we go to the... Uh, Besides porn, the genre that you would not want to do no matter what. I think uh, anything that makes light of hurting people, you know, women in particular or animals. You know, I just think things like that, not funny. I don't know what I call that genre, but anything like that that's really exploitive and, you know, making light of something, you know, not, you know, where it's this awkward kind of, you know, situation where it's film, it's arty, you know, this kind of thing. And it's really not. You're, you're not laughing about it. It's not all in good fun. We're not all in on the joke. It's just kind of mean or hurtful. You know, things like that I don't want to be involved in. Interesting. Well, that's. Thank you for those answers, and thank you for um, being so open. Our last thing here is, uh, as we wrap up in our last two or three minutes, is, uh, Elizabeth, if you could plug all the social media so people know to check this out. And oh, okay. Um, I'm, like, the worst one at this. But look, okay, so we have... Uh, www.doucheaholics.com, the OG website. Uh, we have facebook.com slash doucheaholics. Uh, we have our Instagram, which is just at doucheaholics. Um, we have a Twitter, which uh, I don't think anybody actually, like, uses because I don't think any of us actually know how or, I mean, really, like, it, you'd be hard <laughs> yeah. to find any one of us that knows, like, the login for our Twitter, but we do, it exists, so <laughs> give us a follow if you can find us. Um, don't expect to like hear much from us on on Twitter. Um, and then uh, just the uh, you know the the general like girlwanders dot com, digitalwanders dot com. Um, give ourselves like Jen, Jen's Instagram. Jen, what's your Instagram? Oh, it's Jen J E N N underscore trip T R I double T two N's two P's. Oh, two V. All right, give her give her a follow. Sarah, 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 go for it. What's your? Oh yeah, um, mine is Sarah Nara. So it's S Y R A. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You like Sarah that? Nara. <laughs> yeah. You must like Clever, Kenyan right? Kings. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, so okay. Sarah Nara and and Jen Trip and um, yeah, give 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 our ladies a follow and, uh, and give Lizzie Pot Pie and. Yeah, sure. Why not? Like, I like the <laughs> pot pie. Like, let's let's 
get them all. Um, yeah. So pot I think pie. You emphasize the word pot. No, I'm just pot kidding. Pot pie. Um, yeah. Pot pie. Well, um, okay, so it was, at, it was at Sirenara. Was that a Twitter handle or was that a Facebook to look you up or <laughs> that was? Uh, that's a, that's an Instagram handle. Instagram handle. Okay. See, I'm new to Instagram. I'm the Instagram fool. And I was just having a talk with our, uh, cameraman slash cinematographer who's going to be helping us launch ours, uh, last bit of show maintenance, uh, to find the, to find these interviews for Dushaholic with the co-creators and the review, go to www.talkingpicturesla.com. Click on podcast episodes in the top right corner. And also on the main page, if you liked the movie Lion, there's a great 35-minute interview that we got the week of the Oscars with the cinematographer, Oscar nominee, Greg Fraser, who discusses Lion. And we use that to kind of bring some energy to the indies because we hope that people will come check out the Lion interview and then go into the archives and see what's been going on with the Indies. So uh, we want to thank you for your time, Elizabeth. I'll let you guys go one by one. Uh, thank okay, you for your well, time, Okay, well, thank you, Elizabeth. Paul, and, and thank you, ladies, for, you know, embracing the Deuceverse and getting on board and making it awesome with your presences and your talents. Thank you. And Thanks, please, Liz. please put a word to Sean. Um, I I would love to play a doucheaholic. That's the guy that cheats on his wife and condones why it's okay. Because I've never cheated, so I would love to explore why guys think that's okay. Um, All right. Honestly, I mean, totally serious. I would never cheat on a woman. Guys come up with every excuse on the planet, and that was just a joke. I'm not pitching myself, but uh, there's a that that to me is like the total douchebag of the year. Right. Excellent. Well, thank yeah. you so much. You have a okay. great day, Elizabeth, and tell Sean hello. I will do. You guys have a good one, too. Bye, Elizabeth. Thank you. Bye. 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 All right, Jennifer, thank you so much for your time and for being Jen. open. Oh, Jen, that's right, Jen. Jen. You know, that's Jen. weird. I, I know so many Jennifers that uh, I've never met a Jen, so... Uh, that's cool. Um, so thank you for get for everything. Thank you for your contribution to this character, and we wish you well with your next projects and whatever else you're working on. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. And I'll catch you down the road. Definitely, definitely. And Sean and Elizabeth will get the links out to everyone once this is ready. Absolutely. Wonderful. All right, All right thanks you guys. Okay, bye-bye. All right, Syra, thank you so much for joining us to wrap this up. Um, We, uh, uh, I just, uh, again, wanted to say it's, I won't spoil it, but your part was just totally classic, so kudos to you and Sean for coming up with your Apex moment. I thought that was awesome, and... I loved the way all you guys pulled off the character, but I don't know by NorCal standards, by SoCal standards, you really pulled off the yoga douche. So I uh, just wanted to say uh, that. I appreciate before. that. Uh, 
I just was like, yeah, these are, I live by a yoga studio and I see these all the time. So I was just like, (laughs) Sean wrote this perfectly. And before I knew that you were his sister, I was like, whoever this actress is, she must be a yoga douche or she hangs out with them. And no offense if you do. So yeah, thank you for joining us with, uh, on this panel and uh, we wish you all the best with your current and next project. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Take care, and you have a great day. You okay. Yeah, you too. And that was our first panel with actresses. We are so excited. I'm jazzed. I'm high. I'm pumped. But I got to get going because I have some appointments. So we will talk to you soon. Again, Dushaholics, www.dushaholics.com. Take care. Thank you, everyone. Eric, Sean, Elizabeth. Everyone who put this together, uh, Jen, Syra, Elizabeth again for joining us. Aloha, everyone. Have a great day.